scumbag! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Friday Night Free Show has begun. As we step up and in, it's Football Friday. It's Fighting Friday. We're talking NFL football. We're talking college football. We're talking UFC fighting. The NBA is back as there's NBA preseason basketball uh, going on. Steve Merrill steps up and in, and we break it all down. Steve Merrill, wager talk in the house, sports memo. Tony Finn steps up and in uh, this evening as well. We're going to run the gauntlet. We'll bang on everything. Crazy night uh, tonight in the college uh, football world. We had a really good and entertaining football game earlier this evening uh, between UTEP and North Texas. That's right, UTEP and North Texas. Yes, I am a degenerate. And yes, we went 2-0 in that football game. As uh, we went mining uh, with the underdog and we cashed the ticket and we had the over in that uh, football game. And speaking of over, I think it's all over right now for Kevin Sumlin. You know what? That you know, there's 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 certain losses like the Anthony Lynn loss, the 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 45 nothing Anthony Lynn loss. There's you know there are just losses, you know, for coaches that there's no turning back from. It's like they're sort of signature moments. There's no turning back from a 70 to seven loss in the uh, territorial cup, man. And I got to tell you, the term bad beat gets tossed around loosely a lot, uh, but. Really, really rough bad beat for those of you that had a uh, those sweetheart teasers. You had the uh, plus 69 and a half uh, teaser uh, tonight, and even that didn't cash. Like, when you lose a football game by 70 points, and you know what? Actually, for the record, uh, we we lost. We were on. We took Arizona, <laughs> but but we smashed the over of the uh, the football game. All right, so we smashed the over. We had two units, uh, two units on the uh, the over, a single unit uh, on Arizona with the dog. We were in a dog mood uh, tonight. It was all about the underdogs, and we stepped up and in uh, with the UTEP uh, miners. All right, so we're gonna crush the numbers in the National Football League. Uh, it's uh, week 14. Hard to believe, but here we are right now. Fantasy football playoffs are here. The real playoffs are around the corner, and we've got some live movement. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That numbers bouncing back and forth. Arizona minus three against the New York Giants. Dallas Cowboys minus three against the Cincinnati Bengals. Carolina Panthers minus three. A lot of threes up on the board. Houston Texans minus one and a half against the Chicago Bears. Chiefs lay seven in South Beach to Miami. Total 50 and a half. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Whether you think the Vikings are good or not, I don't think Mike Zimmer cares. Uh, They're in the playoffs right now. And Tom Brady says that he's never going to play in the Northeast ever again. And once again, I don't think anybody cares. Last time I checked, Tom, it's not like a bunch of teams in the Northeast lining up to sign you, bro. You're not exactly like lighting up the NFL uh, right now. You're in the Tampa Bay. Oh, it's too, it's too cold. It's too cold. Nice distraction from taking the million dollars of the uh, of the money that should have went to like you know small businesses. But nevertheless, uh, Tom's all about the distraction. Uh, but we got some interesting football games on the board. Tony Finn will step up and in. We're going to get into the UFC 
a little bit uh, later on. College football, college basketball. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill uh, right now. Our clocks are all out of whack, but uh, whatever, as long as the check clears. What's going on, Steve? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Gabe, doing well. So, uh, Steve, you ready for a big, uh, big weekend of football? College, NFL, what, what do you like better this week? Which card do you like better, college or NFL? Well, I mean, it's really the last full Saturday we've got, you know. we got some big championship games. By the way, Gabe, if you've seen those look-ahead lines, uh, we're seeing uh, Alabama was 14-and-a-half yesterday. Now it's 13-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, Clemson was 7-and-a-half yesterday. Now it's 10-and-a-half. So some amazing adjustments once more books and one open their lines. Yeah, FanDuel's had numbers up for these games for uh, for I think all week actually. I've been yeah I've been waiting, I've been waiting to sort of take a look. I want to see what unfolded this weekend. But Ohio State minus twenty and a half against Northwestern. Uh, so they got uh, the Buckeyes minus twenty and a half. Oklahoma minus four and a half against Iowa State. Clemson minus ten and a half against Notre Dame. Alabama minus twelve and a half. That's the one, Steve, that, that that's the one that jumps off the page at me. Or I should say screen. It's not a page, right? Yeah, that's actually, <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're 12 and a half minus 15 at, at FanDuel. And that's because most other books actually have 13. I'm seeing mostly 13 and a half. But yesterday, Gabe, I actually saw a couple books with 14 and a half. Um, obviously, a very geeky number there. Uh, but yeah, 12 and a half at FanDuel is probably the best I find on Bama because I've seen a lot of 13, 13 and a halves. And uh, let me check. What do they have right now? They got Clemson at 10.5 towards Notre Dame, actually. 10.5 minus 14 on Notre Dame. Yesterday, I saw 7.5. And, and now most books have 10.5 as well. I even see an 11 out there. So some pretty big numbers, you know. And obviously, if Clemson wins that game as they should, as an 11-point favorite, um, it's pretty much Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson, I would assume. I mean, I, I don't think Notre Dame gets bumped, even if they get blown out, personally, because there's really no fourth team, as we've talked about. And Ohio State play Northwestern. The two better teams in that division, Wisconsin and Iowa, play each other tomorrow. <laughs> so that's how silly that game is. Yeah, you know what? I don't put an asterisk next to any of these teams' championships during the uh, the pandemic, but college football is whacked. College football is whacked. The system's broken. You know, they had good intentions going to the college football playoff. It's not working. It's not a power five. It's just it's a power screw job. Uh, that's what it is. And I say that all that knowing I think Alabama is the best team. So I'm not crying about being a, a, a fake champion moving forward. But what were your power rankings say, uh, Steve, for for Alabama and Florida on a neutral field? I get it. It's a neutral field, but the number feels well, like I, mean, I, I, I think Alabama should be minus 15 and a half or something. Oh, okay. Wow. See, when you were saying 12 and a half, 13, I thought you thought the number was big, actually. Okay. No. I actually read that wrong. Um, yeah, no, I, mean, I think, I think Bama light. is head and, head and tails above everyone. Yeah, I got I think you. it's light. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't disagree. I, I Look, yeah. I think Bama's by far the best team. We've talked about it. We talked about it Tuesday night. You know, it's Bama, and then it's everyone else can make an argument for being two, three, and four. You know, even Notre Dame and Clemson aren't necessarily sure things. Um, I think Bama's the only sure thing. That's why they're minus money to win the whole thing. With that said, though, Gabe, I would not use them tomorrow on Saturday. I've been riding them all season. I had a best bet against Auburn a couple weeks ago. I stayed off the LSU game because my power ratings made it 24. The line was 29, but I wasn't going to play against Bama in that revenge spot. But tomorrow against Arkansas, I actually think that line, not only is it inflated by a few points, 
But, boy, is that a flat spot, you know? I mean, how could Alabama possibly care about winning that game by more than 32 points? And Arkansas just put up 48. They average eight and a half yards a pass. So I actually think there's a good spot to play against Alabama tomorrow with Arkansas. Yeah, you know what? And I think I think we it gets carried away, you know, spots and flat spots and look-aheads and stuff. But in a situation like this, it's just reality. It's almost like an exhibition game for them. It's almost like an NFL preseason game. You know what I mean? Like for a team, you know, like, dude, they're playing a conference championship next week, and then they've got the playoffs coming up. As you stated, they don't, you know, they don't want to play around. They don't need to get anybody hurt. <laughs> like, they just need to get out of there. But you know Saban would like a first half. Now, how about Bama? Would it would surprise you if Saban goes, all right, we go for the jugular in the first just to get some momentum, and then I don't care what happens after that? Could you buy into that theory? Yeah, and in fact, the uh, the odds makers are making you pay a premium. And if you look at the point spread right now, it's 32 for the game. It was 31 earlier this week. In the first half line, was 18 and a half. Now it's 32, 19 and a half. And I even yeah, see a 20 yeah, out yeah. there at one of the more public books. Um, they're so thinking they're not like I am. That. That's basically saying what 19 I just and said. a half. Yeah, and then 12 yeah. and a half for the second half. You know. Yeah. And by the way, Gabe, uh, Teddy Covers mentioned this. I did a show with him on Wager Talk Tuesday, and I actually mentioned this game as as a play Arkansas. And we were talking about the first half, and Teddy said Alabama's been money in the bank in the first half for several years now, and the sports books have obviously caught on to that. Plus, in general, whenever you have a 32-point favor, they're going to be a bigger first-half favor because the backups go in. But that's the thing. Alabama wins this game by 30, 30, 31, both of which are very key margins, and they still don't cover. You know, So it's not like they have to play poorly, and you still get the point spread cover. With an Arkansas team that I think can compete, they put up 48 last week. They can throw the ball. You know, I think they have enough to keep it within four and a half touchdowns. Yeah, there was there was a two. There, it, it, Alabama have been. It's been a few years, Steve. I think about three, four years now. At this Alabama first half thing, the only was Alabama first half, Alabama uh, over in the first halves. And remember, Steve, it was two years ago. They had like 23 defensive or special teams touchdowns. <laughs> like it was insane. Yeah. Like, like literally, like every game, it was like clockwork. Just take it. And, you know, and it got to the point where it's like plus 125 instead of plus 250. You know, it's like, just take, because Bama, like their guy, where they would crush this quarterback, the ball would pop loose, they'd walk it in the end zone, punt returns, you name it, uh, it would happen. But the thing is with Saban, it's a good point. And I think it's a good angle that, you know, yeah, he doesn't care, but at the same point in time, Arkansas is good, so he doesn't want to get caught sleeping here. And secondly, it's all about, like, you don't want to play poorly, right? So you want to win, but, you know, you don't really care about winning by 40 or 50, but you want to feel good about your performance going in into next week against the Florida Gators. So I'm just bringing up that angle there. But, I, you know, listen, I like betting against Alabama in these spots when they're laying uh, the ton of points. Uh, like that. And we have an interesting situation here, don't we, Steve, with Tulsa and Cincinnati, in which, you know, people talk, I think if they weren't playing again, because I was almost wondering and thinking, man, this Tulsa-Cincinnati game's getting no love, like no hype at all this week. But it's kind of anticlimactic, Steve, because they play again next week. They're playing again next week. It's locked. It's set in stone. So it's very, you know, like in the NFL, guys, when you have a team you know, the last game in the regular season, it seems to happen with the Cowboys and Eagles a lot. When they played the last game of the season, and then they're playing again the following week in a wild card. So it's really just a waste of time. Like Tulsa and Cincinnati should just agree and say, you know what? We're wasting our time with this game today. 
We'll just see. I'll see you next Saturday. Seriously. Like a UFC fighter fighting the guy a week before the fight. <laughs> Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night anger management class. I am Morenci. Steve Merrill, Wager Talk in the house, Wager Talk TV. And uh, they'll be talking a lot of NBA basketball now that the uh, the preseason has uh, begun. And I'm not adverse. I'm not above betting on preseason sports. Um, but I got to be honest, um, I didn't have any interest in, I didn't have to be the first in line. It's like the vaccination, Steve. I'm not uh, an anti-vaxxer, but I'll let this thing play out first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the same thing with the NBA preseason betting. I'm like, I'm not against it. Like if you tell, if somebody told me, yeah, yeah, I bet on a preseason game tonight, I wouldn't mock them, but I did not bet on the NBA preseason. What's your attitude towards the NBA preseason, Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's the same attitude. You know, if I was 75 years old, I'd get the vaccine tomorrow, but I'm not high risk, knock on wood, you know, and there's a lot of other sports going on, not only football, but regular season college basketball. So I don't really have to, you know, dig in deep to the NBA preseason. Hey, look, if this was the only thing going on, like during the shutdown in May, I'd be all over the NBA preseason, as would That's you. But um, yeah, college basketball is now nine and one for me this season. So I'm kind of focusing on that for now. That's it. That is a, uh, that is a very good uh, point. Uh, Steve Merrill kicking it uh, with us. And, you know, it, honestly, too, listen, preseason is like anything. Like, preseason football, you know, people bet on, I bet on. But the NBA is, you know, it's kind of erratic. And what the problem is, too, it's tough to know the rosters. Like, if you have an inside angle and you're like, right. all right, this team really is just, you know, doesn't care. But coaches were pretty close to the best. You know, the Knicks, oh, I don't know, we'll see. And, like, it was one of those... One of those, you know, how hard are teams trying? And as you stated, Steve, there's enough there's enough options out there, right? And so far, so good, actually. Uh, you know, we've been having a good couple of days. We're starting to get on a roll and uh, get back on track right now. And, you know, it comes with luck. And, you know, Steve, at, you know, there, what do you think about this? Because there's two, you know, everything is contradictory in life, but in sports betting as well. Um, there's an expression, don't bet on bad teams, right? You, get, you bet on bad teams. You've heard that expression. Don't bet on bad teams. Yet, there's also the expression, Steve, don't be scared to bet on bad teams late in the season because you're getting a lot of value. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So wh- which which road do we go down with this, Steve? Because I don't you know. You, you almost have to. I bet on the Jets last week. They're a bad team. They were getting seven and a half points. You know, I thought the number was overinflated. But let's just backtrack, actually, to uh, UTEP which UTEP actually aren't that bad this year, Steve. Coming into tonight, they were three and four, and they cover the number tonight. Yeah, I mean, the best, the best analogy I've always heard, Gabe, was um, don't ask bad teams to do something good for you. That's the same as don't bet on bad teams. So <laughs> I like, that's oh, another, that's a uh, better one. That's a better one, even. Yeah, had you heard that one? No, I've never heard that. I don't that. know where I, I heard like that. It. Oh, man, I heard that. 20, so I don't, you know, I'd like to know who I can give credit to. I didn't make it up, but I heard it. I mean, we're talking decades ago. 
Don't ask bad teams to do something good for you. And it, it might not even be a betting thing, to be honest with you. It might Probably just be like, you know. Probably replace it with people. A, don't ask bad people to do yeah, something ahead. good for you. Yeah, and they replace it with betting or something. How about this one? I'll make one up right now. Don't ask dumb people to do something smart for you. That's the Steve Merrill original <laughs> I just came up with. And that, that could be applied to so many things in life nowadays. But the, yeah, the yeah, Jets, yeah. I, I, want, I, I want to go back to the Jets, though, because – since I started in the nineties, this angle continues to work. You know, Ralph Michaels over at wager talk TV with me. He's talked about this several times the last couple of months. Teddy hears it as well. Um, teams that start zero and four. And that's, you know, what you're looking for is a truly bad team. And zero and four doesn't mean you're terrible, but normally an zero and four teams, not making the playoffs, for example, um, zero and four teams for the last two decades have been 60% the rest of the season, in the NFL, just on the blind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you yeah, can make, yeah. you know, some subsets of that. They're even better. And the Jets were that team this year. And, of course, you know, I never used them. I didn't play against them, though, either because of that angle. But, yeah, look at the last, you know, what, last four weeks. They're 3-1 and one against the spread. They're 4-2 and two against the spread the last six weeks, 0-6 oh straight up. But here's the thing. They've scored 27 points or more in three of those last four games. And those are the three of the last four they've covered. So, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We- Late night anger management class continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with Steve Merrill. Wager talk in the house. We're talking college football uh, right now. But I wanted to get to a story, actually. Brian Blessing's now actually on the grid. Blessing has a show on uh, every afternoon. And Teddy did the same thing to him. Except you know, there were, there were, we were all there. It was, uh, it, we were in Vegas. It was a couple of years ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was, uh, it was the year Michigan. It wasn't that long ago. It was the year Virginia lost. I think they lost that game, actually. Uh, um, And it was the year Michigan hit the buzzer beater against Houston. Uh, We were in Vegas. Last March Madness, we were at in uh, Vegas, actually. Wild time. And um, so we were having a party. The good old days when you'd actually have, like, a million people around. And there must have been, like, 20 of us. And I was doing an uncensored podcast live from the, the hotel room. And... We had the games on in the room, and everyone was there. And Brian Blessing's there. And Blessing had an over ticket on a Virginia Cavalier game. And, dude, it was, like, low scoring, man. It was going nowhere. And Teddy, same thing. Why would you do that? Like, really, why? And Blessing at first was like, you know, I kind of like this. And, well, I don't understand. And, And Teddy wouldn't let it go. And Blessing was getting mad for real. He's like, oh, you've never made a bad bet before, huh, Teddy? Like, uh, like it was getting, like, nasty. (laughs) Virginia, they came back. It went over the number, whatever happened. The game went over, man. 
blessing, like took the ticket and shoved it in Teddy's face. <laughs> what do you think of that, Teddy? Think of that winner, huh? <laughs> it's so good. Teddy loves it though. Teddy loves loves stirring the pot. So, um, so yeah, like I said, like you Colorado guys, four zero football team. Yeah, stir the pot. So I was I want to get to the USC UCLA game, and there's a lot of movement here, and it's funny because I like Miami, and I didn't get in on it yet, and it's moved. I like USC, and it came down, and now it's going back up, right? But I wanted to ask you about a game in your backyard here, Virginia and Virginia Tech. Uh, you always have good insight on both these programs. What do you make of this football game uh, with the Hokies as two-and-a-half-point favorites? Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech's defense has really struggled this season. 34 points a game, six-and-a-half yards per play. I mean, so the question is, you know, can Virginia take advantage? They averaged 32-and-a-half a game, but they only averaged like five-and-a-half yards a play. So I don't think Virginia is quite as good as their points per game indicates, but should have no problem scoring here. They've gone over three of their last four. Uh, Tech's gone over three of their last five. Virginia's put up 31 or more in four straight, 43 or more in four of the, three of the last four. And Virginia Tech's all four straight losses, yet they're the favorite here. Um, so it'd be Virginia or pass for me, especially a plus three or more. All right, and we've got three and a half uh, in the USC game uh, right now. There's been a lot of movement bouncing around with this game uh, all week. It seemed like people, UCLA are the trendy pick. Everybody, you know, UCLA, UCLA, UCLA all week with a lot of handicappers and people out there, and we saw the line move. Uh, but now it's starting to pop back up. It's up to three and a half uh, right now. Another undefeated team, the USC Trojans, that aren't getting a lot of respect nationally. Um, but I'm, I'm impressed with what they've done. You know, they didn't cover in the first two games. You know, they came back against Arizona State. They were like 10 and a half point favorites, 11 point favorites. They won 28-27, I believe it was, 27-26, 28-27. Uh, we were on ASU in that game. Then they had the game against Arizona in week two. They won 34-30. And it, you know, they, they were up, but they moved the ball, but USC struggled in the red zone. And it sort of looked like, yeah, yeah, they're 2-0, but how good is this team really? But they always have the skill position player, Steve. And I was impressed with that win against Utah. I was on them against Utah. And then last week, come on, dude, they, they exploded out of the gate early. The kid had four touchdowns and, um, and an impressive win against Wazoo. I think USC are starting to get a little swagger back, uh, Steve. What's your opinion on this, uh, this tilt? Yeah, that's what kept me off this game, actually, Gabe, because we talked about it Tuesday night. You know, US, UCLA has a substantial edge on the ground here. I mean, they average almost twice as many rushing yards a game than USC, and Back in the day, in the 90s and 2000s, you know, if you could ever get a home underdog of more than three that could run the ball a double, basically, that was like an automatic play. College football, as I keep saying, it's more of a passing game now. You know, it's different. Um, yeah. But when we did it Tuesday night, you know, this line had gone from three and a half to three, and it was two and a half, actually, Tuesday night when we talked. And I said my power ratings actually made the line three and a half, and now it's back up to three and a half. So a little bit of a strange line move there, back and forth over that key margin of three. So I do like UCLA at three and a half or more. Uh, but I'm leaving it off my card this week's best bet just due to the fact I have the same sneaking suspicion that you do that USC is just a much better team, even though the numbers don't really say they're any better than three and a half. Um, I'm not a believer in them being a sleeper for the national title of the Final Four. Uh, I don't no. think that's going to happen. But I like UCLA still just based on the matchup. USC has struggled to run the ball this year. We'll see if they can get it going tomorrow. I'll tell you what, you're right. It, it, it's too little, too late. Their schedule wasn't tough enough. 
with with the USC Trojans. But what this does is it puts them back on the map for next year. And I'll tell you what, Steve, if they run the table here, and as I stated, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's a very complicated situation for the Pac-12 championship, guys. They don't have enough games. And, you know, Colorado, Colorado is screwed, even though they're undefeated because USC are ranked higher than they are. Like, if they're tied, that's the agreement. You know what I mean? That's always been the deal in, in conferences. If you're tied, what's the tiebreaker? And you didn't play each other? Who's ranked higher nationally? In 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 the in the, uh, in the in the in the call in the playoff rankings, and USC are ranked higher than Colorado, right? So like it is a weird deal, and they have got to find someone on the other side. So I don't know. They, we're we're all over the place uh, here with this. Um, but you know, you you talked about it. You see, listen, I like Chip Kelly is starting to turn the corner here a little bit. I understand that, and you, you talked about the ground game. But listen, Slovis is a good quarterback, and in 2020, I'd rather have a quarterback that can give me four touchdown passes in the first half than, than the running offense here. And how about the kid last week? I was talking about uh, a great name, Armand Ross St. Brown. <laughs> kid didn't have one touchdown all year, Steve, in the first three games. He had four touchdowns. <laughs> Seven passes, 65 yards, and four touchdowns in the first half uh, as well, I believe. It, I, think, I think all four were in the first half, actually. I like USC here. I like USC. I think UCLA is going the right direction. Should be a fun football game. Uh, should, should be a fun game. What about BYU? How's BYU going to bounce back after the Coastal game here? They're laying 16 and a half. Yeah, I think that's a real intriguing game. You know, I still think that Coastal win last week was phony. Um, we talked about it before. You know, it was such a difficult spot for BYU. I mean, they basically had, what, less than two days' notice, and they had to travel all the way to the East Coast on top of that. And they lose outright as a 10-point favorite, but I've really almost put an X through that entire game. I have no way of knowing how legitimate that that result really was. Uh, my my guess is it's probably not that legitimate. BYU had two turnovers to one. They still gained over 400 yards on offense. Held Coastal to just 85 passing yards. Coastal ran the ball 54 of their uh, 69 plays, of course, and all running. And, you know, BYU had, what, less than two days to prepare for teams that are going to run the ball every play. So, I mean, that's a tr tremendously difficult spot. But the problem is, do they bounce back here? You know, I don't think they thought they were going to be in the playoff mix, but they were in the playoff mix. And had they won that game last week, they had a little bit of an argument maybe to be more in it. Now with that loss, you know, I always say, Gabe, letdowns happen after tough losses and anything. And one of the best angles I've used for decades has been teams that lose that first game after, you know, a couple months undefeated. So I'd be very mm -hmm. careful with BYU. Yet with that said, they've just steamrolled everybody else this season when they win games. There's also, man, there's angles for everything, isn't there, Steve? <laughs> and uh, the great, uh, the yeah. great. Uh, I, I can make a great... case on and against every team on the board this week. <laughs> no, no, that's and you know what? That's what a good attorney. That's how I always say, Steve. I could argue either either guy, you know, guilty or innocent. A good lawyer can take either side right. and make a convincing argument, right? That's if you're a good attorney. Uh, but. Uh, this is courtesy of Mark Lawrence and his database. Since 1980, undefeated college football teams playing on the reg uh, playing on the regular season road from game 10 out are 123, 45 and one straight up, 70, 90, uh, just 70, 90 and one against the spread, 44%. Coastal Carolina, um, when installed as conference road favorites, they are 59, 75 and two against the spread. If they're not favored by more than five points in their previous game, 
they are 4-16 and 16 against the spread, including 1-16 and 16 ATS if they are not favored by more than 24 points in this game. So it's funny, we were talking about playing on winless teams and bad teams earlier, and, Mer- uh, and Merrill Mark Lawrence has an angle here about playing against undefeated teams in this spot at this time of the year. Right. Right. And and the reason both of those angles work is what you said as well, Gabe. It's about line value because the lines are usually inflated two or three points higher. I did yeah. two videos for this weekend at Wager Talk TV. One is my three most public NFL plays. It's the fourth week I've done that. First three weeks, you're nine and one against the spread playing against those public teams I've mentioned the past three weeks. Yet five of the eight favorites that did not cover won outright still. So the line was just inflated. They won but failed to cover. And um, I did three letdown spots this week. I just talked about Alabama. That was one of them. The other one I used in college football was Coastal Troy. I like Troy in this game. And I don't mind backing Troy. They're a 5-5 five and five team. They allow just 24 points a game, just less than five yards of play at home on defense. You know, so they're getting two touchdowns here. I think they can keep it close against Coastal. That has to be in a flat spot. And then as Mark Lawrence's angle shows, you know, the line's inflated on top of that. So, yeah, I think this is a good spot to play against Coastal this week. Steve Merrill, wager talk uh, with us. So I brought up a, um, I brought up the, the military uh, service academy rivalry uh, angle earlier. And listen, I'm not going. Um... SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm not going, I'm not going, um, you know, I'm not standing on a ledge here by telling you this. Anybody that's been betting on on college football for a long time knows this stuff. Uh, but it's, you know, when you put it in a perspective, so of course, when military academy um, teams play against each other, Steve, so Army, Navy, Air Force, doesn't matter the, you know, the, the, the combination, et cetera. The last um, 46 times, the last 46 times, that it's a happened, it's gone under 36 of them. 36 of them. Uh, 36, nine and one to the under. And this is going back since 2005. So the last 15 years, um, when a military academy plays another military academy, it goes under the number. Except now we're dipping pretty low, 37 and a half. Right, Steve? It's a low number uh, for a college football game. But, you know, guys, the theory is here, Military academies, um, they all, as Cousin Sal, who joins us every Friday on Game Time Decisions, uh, said, he goes, yeah, because the military academies have never been told that the forward pass has been invented. (laughs) And they run the ball so much, guys. So both teams are running the ball all the time, over and over and over, and they run the ball up the middle all the time. There's not a lot of, like, so it's off and up the middle, up the middle, so the clock just keeps ticking and ticking and ticking. And then plus... Both defenses are actually pretty good at stopping the option attack and their respective rushing attacks because they run a similar thing. Air Force are a little different. Air Force are a little bit more progressive than the Navy and Army are. Uh, But ultimately, like I said, it's a rock-solid underplay on an annual basis when any of these teams play each other. More with Merrill on the other side, bring it.
know, they were inept offensively. They have started to turn things around a little bit offensively. So I like to fine tune it. Don't ask a bad team to do something for you until you see them turn that corner. And I go back to like Arkansas earlier, you know, they're not a terrible team, but they can move the ball offensively. I don't like to back big underdogs that can't throw the ball because everything is passing nowadays in football. And when you get behind, you just can't catch up. So I'll back a bad team, but they have to have some offensive firepower to get that backdoor cover. All right, so looking at the numbers, Alabama minus 31 and a half uh, against Arkansas. At Arkansas, a total 68 and a half. Georgia minus 13 and a half against Missouri, 54 and a half. Northwestern lay 13 and a half. And they're already into the Big Ten championship game the following week against right. Ohio State. They're getting 20 and a half. Illinois plus 13 and a half, total 40 and a half there. Michigan State, a lot of crap here from the Big Ten. Blah, 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 blah. Crap, crap, crap. Let me ask you, Steve, <laughs> uh, early, <laughs> early start, early start for Colorado and Utah, but I had Teddy on last night, and I told him I'm taking Colorado, and he sounded disgusted. He's like, Utah are a better team. I don't care if Colorado <laughs> or 4-0. They're no good. They're no good. And I almost, I was like, well, I don't care if they're the better team or not. I'm taking Colorado. <laughs> like, the better team doesn't always win. And who says they're the better team, right? Like, no, but he was just so like, you know, Teddy, why? Well, no. He sounded disgusted almost. What do you think about this? Utah and Colorado. I don't think of the. 15 years we've done shows, Gabe, you've ever disgusted me with any one of your picks, just so you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cracks me up. But you I know can Teddy, right? I can yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. see that. Ted, you know, and, me and, and, and uh, what's funny and is, me like, Teddy you and I know, know each other well, too. I mean, Teddy He's not scared to really bust He, he might be, balls. like, the nicest human being I've ever met. That's what's funny, you know? But, boy, is he surly. He cracks me up. And he does wager talk today every day with the Preds. And, of course, their whole stick is they just love pissing each other off and to be honest, it's really not a stick because Prez really does piss Teddy off on a daily basis. And I'm on every Pissed Tuesday and I just sit back off. and enjoy it. But, um, yeah, but you know, it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned Colorado. I'm not using this game, but Colorado, um, they allow five and a half yards of pass. It's actually one of the best pass defenses in college football this year. They give up almost 50% completions. I mean, and as I mentioned earlier, it's all about the passing games now in college and pro football. Um, Utah doesn't really throw it that well. They're more of a running attack. So is Colorado. Um, so I see no reason why they can't hang here. And then you got to wonder about Utah's mindset. They're just one and two on the season. I mean, what the hell are they playing for? You know, exactly. So Colorado is four. No, they're still undefeated. Um, so I think the, I think the situational edge goes to them and they're two and a half point favorite. I, I don't, I don't have a play on this game, but I wouldn't disagree. I'd probably lean towards Colorado and it sure as hell wouldn't disgust me if you go on them. <laughs> Uh, I know, Teddy. Well, Teddy, uh, you're, you're right, too. Like you said, Teddy's so surly on the air, but in real life, he's, you know, such a nice guy. He really is a, a good human being. But uh, Teddy, Teddy, man, we're going to make a T-shirt. He actually, his phrase, why did you bet that? And he caught yeah. me once, Steve. It was right after the game ended. It was, like, literally, like, 15 seconds, and I was like, and Teddy Covers joins us. And I said, oh, man, oh. 
And it, my, like, dude, I was mad about the game. It was an NBA game. It was like bad calls. I got screwed by half a point at the end. It was just like a gut-wrenching loss, Dave. And he goes, why would you bet that? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Helpful. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude. Like, I actually got, like, I lost it for real. I lost it for real. Like, uh, like, I asked, I don't know. I went right into, I don't know, why do you do half the stupid things you do, Teddy? Yeah, you know, why don't you explain your, like, I really went, like, like, I just, I know, I was almost, like, personal. I was like, what? What'd you say? And, oh, it was gold, man. Like, I was, I lost it, man. But I really wasn't mad at it. I was just in this spur of the moment. And it was so much that Kenny himself actually called me after the show and said, Yeah, he'll do that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he goes, I'm yeah. very sorry. He goes, he goes, Renzi, he goes, I've been with you pretty wasted in Vegas before. You know, and I lived there, so I hung out with him a lot. And he goes, I've seen you mad. He goes, that's the maddest you've ever been at me since I've known you. <laughs> and I told him. I said I was mad at the time, but not now. I said I was mad at what you said, but I'm not mad at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was one of those, one of those deals. It made for great radio, though. Yeah, and Teddy can handle it. And we still go at it sometimes, me and Teddy, but not as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say, I, I really think the better he knows you, the more he likes you, the more comfortable he is doing that because he's yes, kind of like yes. when we did the NBA tip-off show all all summer. I was with him every day for three months, and he definitely wasn't like that with me 10 years ago. So, of course, he's getting older. You do get surly with your older age, but um, he's like that with you, with me, and Prez because he really is good friends with us, and I think that's part of it. But, yeah, he's just got that. He wants to – you know, he's the professor. He's the modern-day sports betting professor. That's his stick. He's got the blazer on, and you know he, he kind of has that professor attitude. Like that. He kisses you off sometimes, but he's like a really, really nice person. <laughs> the, the blazer and the blazer and glasses, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Miami, Florida. Here, speaking of live movement, this was two and a half earlier. Now I'm seeing three and a half, and that, this is too bad because I like Miami, so I'm getting on the wrong side of the movement here. What do you make of this game? Yeah. The Miami Hurricanes have only lost one game this year, guys, and that was to the Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I like Miami as well, Gabe. I make, my power ratings make the game six, actually. So the line value is still with Miami, but I'm with you. You know, the difference between three, three and a half is not just a half point. It's, it's eight or 9% long term, you know, as far as favorites winning by exactly three. Um, so let's see where it lands. At three or less, I definitely like Miami. I like them either way, but I would like them stronger at minus three or less. Uh, the way I look at this one, two very good offensive teams. You know, Carolina explosive, 41 points a game. Miami, 35. The difference is Miami can somewhat stop people, and they have a much better pass defense. Um, Carolina is averaging 10 yards a pass. Miami's averaging over eight. So I also like the over here, uh, over 68. That's gone up a little bit. But to be the only way I play this game would be Miami and definitely the over. All right, we're going to be taking a break uh, in a second uh, here. I want to get into the USC Trojan game against UCLA and the Pac-12 championship game situation is pretty convoluted, uh, to say the least. <laughs> um, 
That's that's an understatement. Yeah, we've got it. We've got a bowl. We've got a bowl update uh, for you as well. And uh, the military academy. We've got a very strong angle and trend to the under. We'll tell you all about it and more on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Steve Merrill with us. All right, level one just uh, flew by as it uh, always does uh, here this evening. We've got a couple of more minutes uh, with Steve. Uh, Steve, want to get into some NFL uh, football. Uh, guys in our chat talking about the Buffalo Bills and the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday night uh, football. Cool, cool game. Uh, it's a game of the week to me, along with Cleveland and uh, Baltimore. Uh, what's your opinion on the Buffalo Bill-Pittsburgh uh, game? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it earlier in the week. We know what a great coaching matchup. Two of my classmates, uh, McDermott yeah. and Mike Tomlin, going head-to-head for the second straight year on Sunday night football. Um, we also touched on how before Monday night, Pittsburgh was going to be a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. They lose. Buffalo looks good. Now the Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I no, don't Steve think it's going to hit that key number of three, but we'll see what happens Sunday night. Moves to one-and-a-half. It's down to one-and-a-half again. Yeah, it's, it's really moved around. Yeah, one-and-a-half right, at FanDuel right now. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing one-and-a-half at FanDuel, and there's a lot of twos, but you're right. There's no two-and-a-halves anymore. So it has dropped back down and never hit that key number of three. Um, and I think the public is pretty split on this one, so I don't think it'll probably ever hit three by Sunday night. All right. What about uh, WFT? <laughs> WFT against uh, San Francisco. <laughs> the Washington football team. Mar- hey, so Mar- Gabe, like, Who, I what? thought about this. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it took me a second. I thought you were saying, you know, talking about a, a bad game or something. But, no, it, I thought of this after our segment Tuesday. I'm going to start calling them the Red Tails. That's what they should be called. Keeps me out of trouble. People know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, the Red Tails, um, I think this is a tough spot for them. You know, that was it a is. big win for them on Monday night. Now they have to travel yeah. uh, to Arizona for a weird home game against San Francisco. Uh, the Niners are still the defending NFC champs. You know, I feel like at some point we're going to get some value with them. It might be this week. What would this line have I, been like two months ago? It would have been like 10 at least probably. I know. I know. I think I think so. I mean, how about the New York Giants? What would the number have been like last month? Giants and Cardinals in this spot. Not, not, not Giants, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, not, how about not only, this? I'm surprised it's still three, to be honest. All right, we got 30 seconds, Steve. What do you got? 